critics have said he has a face for radio and a voice for silent film. And now, here is your host, Ben Gordon. And welcome back to the show, the Doc G Show. I am your host, none other than Doc G. With me, as always, my two faithful co-pilots, Justin, Virgin Bat, Evangelista. We're back together in full effect. In full effect. And the other co-pilot, Dave Burles, Berlin. Such a beautiful day for a radio show. It is. Hump day. Yes. It's always a beautiful day for a report. Hump day. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Dave, how's your week been going so far? Hmm. Dude, not too bad. You know, spending some time with the lady friend. Mm-hmm. A little bit of time in the books. You know, nothing nothing too crazy. Nothing nope. major. Justin, how about you? Yep. I just did <laughs> the man that took your bike. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to get it back to you, but I will. Okay, okay, I appreciate that. That's very, very thoughtful of you, Justin. Uh, Listeners, of, if you didn't know, yeah. Gordon's bike got taken. Yeah, my bike was stolen, and Justin, a vigilante, has been... Found been, the perp. Yes, he's been looking. he's been looking for this perpetrator for a long time. But nonetheless, guys, I digress. Word. Because I had a fairly eventful week myself. I I took a business trip. Say what? Dang, dude. That's Where? right. Real business trip or a fake yeah, real a, one? A real business trip to the to Philadelphia. Yes! The city of Ooh. brotherly love. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, the conference. That's right. City of freedom. Word. And uh city of the the home of the Liberty Bell. Word. Yes. And did I you saw have a Philly cheesesteak? I saw none it? of this. I saw none of this, and I did not eat a cheesesteak because I was in what? meetings the whole time I was there. That's whack. But that's a crime. That's that's not the reason, though, I wanted to bring this trip up. The reason I wanted to bring this trip up, of course, was because I'm a weirdo uh, and I people watch all the time. I wanted to bring up the mm-hmm. airport. Sweet. Yes, okay. the airport. I don't Great people watching. Exactly. I don't know if the listeners are like me, but I... I just I I'm fascinated by how odd people are. Yes! It just makes yes. me so happy to look at these odd folks. Like for instance, one dude was sitting beside me uh, in the terminal, and he was sitting on the AC unit that runs along the wall. Uh, yeah, and uh, he was eating beef jerky. Mm, nice. Uh, and while he was eating it's his a good snack choice, it's a good snack choice. He was he was watching something on his iPad, had his beef jerky laying beside him, and every time he had eat some beef jerky, he would stick his fingers so deep into his mouth that he'd get saliva on his fingers. And then he, would, then he would adjust something on his iPad, and a streak mm. would go over the screen. Because Ugh. Ew. Ew. Because of his beef jerky oh. load up. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, then he'd realize that he had made a streak on the iPad and he'd wipe his fingers off on the AC unit. Girl, come on. And then he would repeat oh, the process. No. What a sicko. Yes. 
It was gross oh, and weird on so many levels. So many That's levels. Did you shake his hand? Nope. No, I did not. I did not. What did this guy look like? Um, yeah, pretty average fella. I mean, like, <laughs> okay. five, seven, not, white. Not like more, just morbidly brown hair. obese. No, 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 he was average size. He was fairly <laughs> normal BMI. Yes! But anyways... That's not the Norm. point of my. That's not the point of my airport story. I got sidetracked with beef jerky man. Anyways, you're waiting for your plane at the gate, and the lady or dude at the desk uh, is like, "Attention, all passengers will be mo- boarding momentarily for flight four six six three to Philadelphia." Hmm. And as soon as they say this, everyone on this flight uh, jumps up. Jumps. Yes. And starts to make a line, ready to That's shoot on is, man. to this plane. Why? Why do people feel the need to get on this plane so Dude. fast? Like, first of all, the plane leaves at a set time. Just because yep. you sprint on the plane doesn't mean the flight crew is going to be like, geez, these folks are ready to get get off to Philadelphia. Better hurry this one up. No. They're, they're going at the same time. Second, why do you want to set on a plane? They suck. Please, please let me get on your gas chamber of people's germs, stank breath, and whatever godforsaken food that they got from the airport before they got on the plane. Like, it's disgusting. When you sprint on the plane, all you're doing is setting longer in the mustard gas that is people's breath for a little bit longer. Ew. It makes no sense. So anyways, I get on my flight, right? And I got on there at a normal time. I didn't sprint on there like a goob. Yeah! And we sit on the runway for like 20 minutes, you know. And I'm like, oh, geez, what's wrong here? All of a sudden, the yeah. pilot gets on the intercom, and he's like, uh... The, the, the start of the announcement was normal. And then uh, his response to his own announcement wasn't. Hmm. So he gets what? on, and he's like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is your pilot speaking from the flight deck. We're having a little bit of a problem with the plane's electrical system. Jeez. Which is fairly normal. I've heard that before. But then yep. he, he was like, um, so what we're going to do is uh, we're going to turn everything off on the plane, wait two minutes, and then turn it back on. Wait, what? Then he pauses, comes back, and he's like, "Uh, folks, it's sort of like on your phone. When your phone freezes, you turn it on, uh, you turn it off, and then back on to see if uh, that works, see if that does the trick. Word. And, like, I looked Mm. around the plane, and everybody else seemed good with this thought process. Nope. And I was like, like nodding like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, guys, <laughs> that's phone. That's fine for a phone because what's the worst that's going to happen? If it doesn't work, you go to Verizon store and you're like, hey, my phone's broken. That's the worst that's going to happen. Blam. But if yeah. it doesn't work on your plane, you fall out of the sky. That's not so good, right? Nope. Uh, uh, moral of the story, everybody, uh, is that everybody in the airport – was wasting time doing things like watching weird crap and eating beef jerky when they could have been doing something much better with their time, like listening to the Doc G Show. Yeah! And people (laughs) that were freaked out by the pilot's crazy comments wouldn't have been freaked out if they would have just had some headphones on listening to the Doc G Show. Yeah! Synopsis, listening to the Doc G Show will fix 
most of your daily quandaries. Am I right, fellas? Yeah! Uh, oh, yeah, I hope Couldn't so. Couldn't have said it better. All right, well, let's fire the show up. Freaking do it. Fire it up. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and liftoff. <sighs> okay, my goodness, fellas. We have a treat for the listeners today. A, a doozy. We have a treat. It is known as the show, and this show, we have the keyboard player for talk, the band talk. Yes! We have none other than Ulrich Carter, yes! better known as AC, from talk. He's going to be on the show. We're going to play a bunch oh, okay. of their tunes. I can't wait for it. It's going to be very good. They've got grooves, fellas. They've got I'm excited. grooves. I'm ready to get funky. Yeah. Yes! Yeah. Yes! As you know, we're the funkiest. I am the mother funker, and that is what this show you is are. about. Supplying the grooves. But before we supply the grooves, we got to start where we always start, which would be birthday soup. Whip, whip. Yes, sir. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Um, now, fellas, I, I will, Dave, uh, this last show that we had, um, yeah. they were pretty tough. Justin managed okay. to, to get them all. It was very impressive. Okay. Especially the, I'm proud Ma of him. the Marie Curie. That was very impressive, Justin. Um, oh, but, geez. But these are also, these are going to be a test of will, fellas. You're going to have to will these out. They're Dude, not, what's wrong with you? Why I'm are you testing us, man? S apparently, November is not uh, super, super famous people's birthdays, or at least the days that we have our show. Mm. Nope. I don't know. True. It's weird. Anyways, okay, our birthday suit wearer was born in Buckingham Palace. Say what? That's right. Mm. In November 14th, 1948, his mother was the Queen of England in 1952. Our birthday suit wearer was the first royal family member to attend a school instead of learning from a private tutor, breaking the way for the royals. Yes. That's right. Our birthday suit wearer met Lady Diana Spencer in 1977. Dude, birthday is this Prince Charles? Like, what's Boom! Boom! Nice! Prince oh. Charles of Wales, dude. My wow. goodness. Justin. Just pull him out the bag. I was Come worried that you fellas might not know the royal family. I mean, I know we love them on this show, but I was no, worried. No, it was funny. Um, I actually had, I was uh, scrolling through dinner the Dinner with Prince web. Wells? Wait, what? Huh? No, you had dinner with Prince Charles? No, I read that article over the weekend. It was weird. It was something about Diana and Charles. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, they, yeah. Got, they got married in uh, 1981. Ended up having two kids, of course, Prince William, Prince yeah. Harry. Uh, and then in 96, our birthday suit wearer and Princess Diana got divorced. Sad. And then even sadder, Princess Diana was killed in a car crash not too long after that. Uh, but our birthday suit wearer uh, is next in line uh, to be the king of England. That's right. Wow. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And it's really weird because I've seen a bunch of uh, stories about that, like news stories. And it's like mm -hmm. Prince Charles bringing up things that he's going to do when he's when he's king. Mm. And I'm like, your mom's right there. She's still alive. <laughs> 
she's the queen and you're like well when this old bag's dead here's what i'm gonna do like come on honestly it's she's she's holding on to that man she's she's been since 52 since 52 I mean, geez, do the math on that. 66? 66 yes, years sir. she's been the Queen of England. Yep. That's crazy. But guys, are you ready to rip some headlines? Let's rip, rip it, them, baby. Doc. And now, the news. Okay, here we go. Uh, Justin, we're going to start with a headline from the hometown. That's right. Right oh. here in Jacksonville. Uh, this story comes actually from Ponte Vedra. Um, a, a man in Ponte Vedra, he was feeling lonely. So, um, he decided to scope out the Tinder universe. Hmm. That's right. Oh, I think I heard about this one. Keep going, sorry. Well, as he was swiping right and swiping left, he ended up matching with someone and invited uh, this lovely lady over to his house. Sweet. Um, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the lady got over to his house. Uh, they'd been together for a couple of minutes when uh, another man uh, came into the house, uh, pointed a gun at our Tinder man here, uh, while the lady tied him up, and then they forced him to wow. tell them his bank account number, and then they pushed him under his bed yep. while they stole different things. That's from his crazy! House. Wait, what? Dude, so freaking scary! Wow, I mean, I'm sure there are some bad Tinder date stories out there, but this one's got to be up there. This That's why one, I don't use Tinder. This has got to be a... Well, well that, I don't have that, any reason your girlfriend. to. Yeah, that, yeah I don't girlfriend. have any reason to. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> she might be a little bit upset if you're swiping left during your dates. Anyways, Scary. just trying to find somebody else, babe. Don't worry, I'm listening to your story. It's good. What? Um... That's got to be strange, though, man. Like, you know, your friend's like, hey, how was your Tinder date? Well, not so good. Nope. The lady showed up with another guy. What? (laughs) That's not good. Well, it gets worse from there. Actually, the guy showing up was probably better than the end result. I would have taken a guy if he was just hanging out with us compared to what actually happened. (laughs) Um, All right, Dave, for this next story, we're going to head out to Oklahoma. Where the wind goes. Yes, that's true. Where the wind goes. Um, We got a local preacher, Travis Hurst. And uh, he was setting up uh, the backyard of his church for a bonfire that apparently his church puts on. Hmm. Fire, I guess. I don't know what uh, bonfires have to do with church, but apparently this one has something to do with church. Anywho, he's he's getting his uh, firewood together, and he's with his friend, uh, friends who are also bundling the firewood for this uh, extravaganza they were going to have. And a buck deer came out of the woods. Hmm. Uh, Hurst said the deer got closer and closer, and we're thinking, well, okay, we might feed him or something. Word. As Hurst was thinking about maybe feeding this deer, the deer charged at Hurst. Oh, there's, shoot. There's video showing this charge. Uh, Her said, uh, he stabs my legs, stabs my arms, ah, and everything. Yikes. He's wearing me oh, smooth gosh. out. And finally, I was able to let him go. Hurst also said, he got the best of me. So true. I think that he's <laughs> had some human contact because he wasn't afraid of us at all. Luckily, after this tussle, the deer just returned to the woods uh, and the uh, men were able to finish their preparation for the bonfire. Uh, I think, though, I've my biggest question, if I were Hearst, 
to my friends would be, hey guys, uh, do you mind while I'm getting mauled by this deer to put down your phone and help me out? Maybe poke the deer with a stick or something while I'm getting Kick murdered by this deer. Like, they literally, their friends are on their phone because that's where this video came from of this guy. And it was like, oh, man, look look, look at him. Jeez. He's really getting impaled by that deer. Yeah. My goodness. This is it gonna, was way too cool man, not to record. Gonna get I, so I thought they were going to be, like, feeding him s'mores or something. All of a sudden, this guy's getting attacked. Nope. There's so many likes on Facebook for my video of my exactly. priest friend getting murdered <laughs> anyways all right uh, Justin last week we had election day mm, a little bit of yes. an election there there was a lot of history to this election day but maybe were the, you able to vote I was I was nice. uh, maybe the most interesting history that was made was in Yonkala Oregon hmm. Wow yes yes Yonkala Oregon uh, Very ever, interesting name. I'm guessing you've never been, have you? No, I didn't even know there was a place like that. Don't well, that. <laughs> apparently in Yonkala, they're making history. They're, they're making history by electing Ben Simons. Not the Sixers player, Ben Simmons, but Ben Simons. Off-brand Ben Simmons. That's right. And it's, his, it's historical. Because he's 18 years old. Wow. Oh, oh I saw that. I saw something like that. Yeah, That's I saw right. The, uh, Very the exciting. About that, yes. I didn't read it. That's yes. That's pretty, yeah. That was interesting. There's 1,047 people in Yonkala, so not a huge town, obviously. Um, but there were three candidates. Ben received 41% of the vote. Now, bef wow. now, before the listeners get all uppity and they're like, 18-year-old, what can they do? Don't worry. He was valedictorian of his graduating high school class. That's right. And okay. he's a volunteer firefighter. That's right. Nice. Wow. Yeah. He's already accomplished so much more than I have what, in my What lifetime. position did he, get, did he win? Mayor. He is mayor of Yonkala. Oh, he's mayor now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And I and I like this, fellas. It seems like there's no generational bias going on in Yonkala. And if we all know what the Doc G show's about, it's about liking old people and not having generational bias. All right? That is two pillars of truth to the Doc G show. Amen. Yes! Amen. Yes! Justin, did you vote? Yo, uh, uh I did vote. Very good. I did vote. Breaking the yes. script right yes. there. You know, I had to do my civic duty. My parents were exactly. on, my, on my butt about that. They were like, if you don't vote, I'm killing you. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. You got serious from That's your parents. It. Now, guys, if you're thinking this story's cool, Ben, but I don't see anything about millennials Millennial. doing a good job in their community. This is about a Zebo. Don't Don't worry guys. I've got a story for millennials. Yes! Dave, are you Do ready? It. Hmm. Dave, are you ready? Hmm. Oh, sorry. I didn't I didn't hear you say are you ready? I'm freaking ready, doc. Let's hear it. Okay. Fantastic. Uh Dajane, I think that's how we say her name. I'm not Dajane. sure. Uh, Dajane's must mustard. It's it's D A J A N A E. Whatever, however we say that. D Dodge, I, I went with Dodge. Nope. Dijon I don't know. Nope. Dijon Nope. Dijonet. Anyways, uh, 
Dejane uh, Jordan. She's a 23-year-old woman from Sterling Heights, Michigan. Uh, oh, she realized that she didn't have a lot of money in her pockets. Mm. Um, so instead of resting on her laurels, she got up and did something laurels. about it. That's right. She robbed four banks in a matter of 24 hours. What? First, wow. I mean, that's impressive. a bank every six hours. Exactly. There you go. Nice <laughs> math, See, Justin. I do math. Yeah! First, a Chase Bank, then a Credit Union, then a Comerica Bank, and finally a Flagstar Bank. Now, I'll, co- I'll, I'll concede what Jordan did was immoral, reckless, against the law. Word. But people are saying all the time that millennials are lazy. Four banks in one day, that's not lazy. That's right. Immoral, reckless, and against the law, yes. Lazy, no. Nope. No. <laughs> the other thing that I'd like to point out is that she's 23 years old, and her last name is Jordan. Hmm. I think the cops may oh. need to let her go just because of the greatness of her age and her name combined. I'm she's just saying. taking advantage of her Jordan year. Exactly. I'm just saying. That's uh, that's a get-out-of-jail-free card if I've ever heard of one. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Yes. Yep. But if she was a year older, you wouldn't care. Nope. Exactly. Very true. Wow. <laughs> Justin, <laughs> when we talk Yo. about Australia, it's uh, usually to highlight how some of their uh, fellas in Australia may be a bit over the top. Don't mess with Australians. Sometimes they border a little bit on crazy. Um, But don't worry, we can say that because there were no listeners of our podcast from Australia last week, so we're okay. So true. Um, They've probably been offended by previous stories. Perhaps. Uh, Anyways, this story is from Australia, the city of Sterling. Hmm. Um, In the city of Sterling, they were having trouble with people speeding through residential neighborhoods. So they needed to think of a couple ways to get people to slow down. They could put stop signs in, or they could put speed bumps, maybe stop lights, but no. Sterling decided to go ahead and say no to the traditional ways to slow down traffic and instead just planted trees in the middle of the road. What? Literal trees just planted in the middle of the road. Uh, the mayor said... What the heck? The mayor said... Weird as heck. The aim of the project is to encourage drivers to adopt lower speeds, discourage non-local through traffic, reduce the speed and volume of traffic using the residential streets, and provide more walkable pedestrian and bike riding areas. Hmm. I've got to say... I like the idea of more trees. Yes! I like the idea yeah. of slowing traffic down. Yes! I like the thinking yep. outside of the box. Yes! But yep. has anybody thought of tree safety here? Girl, come on! I mean, I would tree be safety. if I was one of these trees. Yeah! I mean, you got to see a picture of these trees. They're like seven feet tall and about three inches thick. Roughly Kevin Durant size. Wait, what? We know Dang. if a car wants to plow through that thing, they're plowing right through that thing. That's not getting stopped because there's a tree there. Like, they should have at least maybe got a few more mature trees to slow people down. These guys can't fend mm-hmm. for themselves. Nope. People are just going to run right over these things. That's whack. Horrible. Think of tree safety, folks. Trees have feelings, too. Not really that we know of, but still. They could. 
we just haven't found them yet. Anyways, yeah. Dave. Wait, hey, hey, well, hold on. What? How's your tree going? My uh, giant redwood. Are you growing a tree? Yeah. Very, very good. I watered it this morning. It's looking strong and hardy. Yes! Strong That's and hardy. That's funny. <laughs> very good. Oh, uh, I forgot to tell you guys. I planted a, my pumpkin seeds, and I'm blossoming, so I'm getting somewhere. Oh, my gosh. Sweet. I'll keep you updated on my pumpkin patch in my backyard. My gosh. Well, I'm not growing anything, oh. guys. <laughs> wink, wink. Uh, Justin. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm I not... think it was a joke. Yeah. Yeah, but just anyway, it's fine, Just Anyway, anyway. What's happening? <laughs> Dave. What's happening here? Dave, I've got We're another. We're jumping back on the rails. That's yeah. right. I've got another local story, um, and it's not about what Justin's growing. Um, Is it from this, the fair? This time, we're going down to St. Augustine. Uh, oh. Have you ever, been, you ever been to the alligator farm down there, uh, Dave? Yeah, super cool. Yeah. I, yeah. I know where this is going, but I've never jumped in it, Doc. There never. you go. There you go. Apparently, a man last week wanted to see the exhibit pretty bad. So, in the middle of the night, said man climbed over a barbed wire fence and climbed into the crocodile exhibit. Word. Wow. So, workers weren't really aware of this until they were getting ready to open the park when they realized there was blood all over the crocodile exhibit. They That's were, crazy. They were like, huh, probably should call the police. So, they called the police. Uh, when the police got there, uh, they were trying to get the bottom of the break in, and apparently uh, one officer showed up and was like, oh, you know what? I think we've already got the perpetrator in custody. Uh, we got somebody who told us they were bitten by an alligator. Wait, what? <laughs> so, apparently, a uh, man wear only wearing his boxers had been located in a nearby neighborhood. An official said they saw blood on him. And when the police asked him, Hey, you haven't been messing around in the alligator farm there. Uh, he said, Oh, oh no, sir. Hmm. Of course, the farm had security cameras. And it was the man in the neighborhood uh after the the, the heck after the arrest one of the officers said i would think he was on some sort of drugs um i'm concerned about an individual who literally climbs up a wall that's meant to keep you from crocodiles and leaps over the wall into the water with yep. them um yep. yeah well I would guess there would have to be drugs involved. It's not too often that people are like, you know what I'd like to do? Get eaten by crocodiles. That sounds like a good Jump time. right in. Nope. Not only that, but he had to climb over a barbed wire fence. I'm guessing some blood came from that, too. Because they didn't well, mention, and I like... Think, hmm? I think he was wearing Crocs, too. Yes, he was wearing Crocs, which was quite uh, ironic with uh, it being funny. crocodiles. That's Thought he'd blend right funny. in. Yes, um, but uh, the man is now in custody, um, and just know you might want to stay out of the crock pen yourself, fellas. Just keep that in mind. It may seem Don't tempting. Go in there. Don't go in. Do not go in. Guys, we're going to hear from our guest talk. We're going to take a break. We're going to hear a tremendous song off of their album, Sir Nebula. This oh, is shit. Time Is Up right here on the Doc G Show.
This is 95.5 Spinnaker Radio. WSKRLPFM, UNF Jacksonville. And we are back again here on the Doc G Show. Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Justin. Check it out. And by it, I mean the podcast, please. Hmm. Yes, that was somewhere in between, forceful and very yeah. mild-mannered. Wanted that to was... be in between there. But no, no, check it out. Check the freaking podcast out. Wow. You're checking all the levels, Justin. And of course, it's time for shouting out our listeners across the country Do and it. the world. Tell us where they're from now. Yes. Hmm. Okay, our first listener comes <laughs> <Okay>. from... <laughs> our first comes from Yandera, Brazil. Dude, what's That's up with these right. weird names? Whoa. Yankala, Yandera? Yeah, yeah. Shout out to those folks in Brazil listening. Brazil. Shout out to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Dang, where the wind goes. That's why he picked that story for Word. Oklahoma. Of course, you gotta cater to the fans. Shout out to Southport, North Carolina. Shout out to those folks. Uh, shout out to Taipei, Taiwan. Wow. That's right. Hello, hello. That's right. Shout out to Amberg, Germany. Big fans there in Amberg of us. And then also of none other than Mr. Andy Frasco. Allo, right. listeners. Allo. That's right. That's right. Uh, shout out to Kansas City, Missouri. There you go. There you go. Also, last last one, shout out to Ambato, Ecuador. Wow. Yes. Yes. Hola. Thank you, all of you, for your listens. We appreciate it. Keep listening to the show. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Guys, second birthday suit. Are we ready? Come on. Yeah. Let's get it. Okay. Our birthday suit. This one, I think, should be the easiest. We'll see. Um, well, it would be for me. Maybe not for you. What? Okay. What Our birthday mean? suit. <laughs> yeah, d- depending on your guys' preferences, what you guys like to spend your time doing. Fine, I come on. I'm, anyways, our birthday suit <laughs> was born on November 14th, 1975 in Fontana, California. Dang. Um, his mom decided to give him a drum kit at the age of four. At the age of five, not only was our birthday suit wearer playing the drums, but he is also practicing trumpet. Hmm. Even though he loved music, when he was younger, he really wanted to be a professional skateboarder. Word. But he kept going back to drums. In high school, he played the drums for the jazz ensemble and snare drum in the marching band. Our birthday suit wearer played in several bands after high school, but he reached his big break when he joined Blink-182 in 1998. Oh, my. It's uh, Travis Barker, man. Travis Barker. There it is. Let's go. Drummer for Blink-182. That guy is tadded crazy. Well, that was going to be my cue. If you couldn't get it from the uh, music things, I was also going to say that he was from head to toe covered in tats. Um, Did you ever want to get a mohawk like him? Hmm. Nah, 
never really been a huge mohawk. I could see you rocking a mohawk. Well, okay. Yeah. If you say so, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do it now. Um, yep. You look even, great with one. I don't know if you guys remember he had a, a reality show. Yeah, MTV. I forgot yeah, what it like, was called. He like split off from him too, didn't he? For a little bit, like do his own yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. He had his solo projects. He did a little touring by himself. He also was in the band The Transplants, uh, along with uh, Blink One Eighty Two. Um, but the the show was Meet the Barkers. Uh, uh, Justin, yes, Meet uh, the Barkers. Yeah, yep. uh, okay, guys. So happy, happy birthday! birthday to yes, to Travis yep. Barker. Congratulations on being forty. Three? Eight or three? Three. 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 Sorry. Yep. Yes. Forty-three. Uh, guys, you remember how we created a new segment, "Things That Don't Suck"? Yes. Yes. Hmm. Yes. You remember how we had the story of young Zach Helmer working at Jimmy John's? Yes. Yeah. Picking up the the dude's brother, the, the lady's the, brother. That's right. The sick veteran that needed to go back to the hospital. Mm -hmm. That's correct. Mm -hmm. Well, gentlemen, we have our first update. From previous things that don't suck segments. His story continues. Yes. That's Let's right, go. guys. What That's is right. it? Come on. This past week, Share it. the owner of Jimmy John's restaurants, Jimmy John himself, caught wind oh. of Zach Helmer and what he did. That's right. Jimmy was very impressed by the D. Yes! So he decided to fly out to Nebraska and meet Zach Helmer. Whoa. Not not Dang. only that, but Jimmy decided to buy Zach Helmer a new Ford Escape. Dang. That's right. Dang. That's right. One good deed deserves another. That's awesome. Jimmy Jimmy repaid Zach Helmer's good deed with another one and bought him a new ride. Very Sick. nice. That that's impressive. Very nice. Yes, uh, I will say very cool by Jimmy. But yep, I saw the picture of the Ford Escape. Uh, mm -hmm. He did cover it with Jimmy John stickers and uh, that's uh, that's I, there's like a down downfall to it. <laughs> yeah, I mean he come on Jimmy. He puts the thing on the top of his car when he delivers your subs. Isn't that enough? You're making him exactly. drive around in the Jimmy Mobile. Come on, man. Nobody wants Jimmy that. Mobile. He's gonna have to get a new a new paint job before he can actually drive it around the way he wants to. Good oh, lord, that's all right. It's a good deed. It was a very nice car. Update on things that don't suck. Sweet. Yes. yes very nice. I was very excited to have the first update of a of a things that don't yep. suck segment. That was very good. Very exciting. Uh, guys, we're gonna take another quick break because I want to hear a little bit more talk. We're going to hear oh. recreational outrage from their new album. That's right. And nice, then nice. We'll, we, we will be back with none other than Ulrich Carter from Talk. So keep it locked here on the Doc G Show. Stay with us, listeners.
Welcome back to the show, everybody. We've got none other than Ulrich A.C. Carter, the keyboard player for Talk. A.C., how's everything going, man? Hmm. Everything is everything, my man. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. So this may be the first introduction for some of our listeners to Talk. Um, We've already listened to Time's Up earlier on the show, so obviously... They know you guys serve up the hotness in the form of funky grooves, but they don't know the history. Hmm. So can you give us like an abridged version uh, of the band's history and how you guys got to where you're at? So uh, the Sparknotes version is uh, the four of us, uh, Isaac, Charlie, Mm -hmm. Matt, and myself, uh, we've been playing in this lineup uh, since 2012. Nice. Um, we've been touring for a while, and uh, we're all based out of New York City, uh, New York City area. Um, three of us grew up on Long Island together and graduated high school, so we've known each other for a long time, and uh, so we're really comfortable. And um, we've been touring the the Northeast and Southeast, and uh, about three years ago, reached out to um, the Northwest and the West Coast in Colorado, uh, and yeah, we've been doing support gigs and our own headlining stuff and here we are with our i believe it's our our fifth release yeah man shifter two yeah you guys you guys you guys have blown up you you're everywhere it seems like um how did you get into playing keyboards i wasn't really a choice my mom taught me how to play piano every sunday i had to go and do my classical lessons while everyone else got to ride bikes i was inside (laughs) blam you know practicing and all right so but i appreciate it though because you know you know um in hindsight it's like you know, i get to do what i love and i'm happy that my mom and both my parents supported me in my music uh musical adventures very nice man who yeah, man. so so you you got the classical side of it uh who who inspired you on sort of the pop side who were some inspirations that maybe got you into that side of music hmm. well i grew up on like hip-hop and r&b Nice. Um, some reggae. So as far as like more of the the pop stuff um, and like the, like radio stuff, I was listening to everything from uh, Notorious B.I.G. to Nas to Busta Rhymes to Kenny Lattimore. Um, there's this new station called CD 101.9. Mm-hmm. It's like a smooth jazz station in New York City. Yeah. Uh, they used to play like Anita Baker and uh, Kenny G, like all these different jazz musicians. Sweet. And, um, those kind of soft rock, soft jazz. So that was definitely in my repertoire as far as what I was listening to and um, gospel, gospel music, Kirk Franklin, uh, Fred Hammond, C.C. Winans, the Winans family. So all those, all those uh, different uh, elements were I was drawing from. I grew up on listening to. to Very nice. Well, I I saw in a recent interview with Matt, uh, he was talking about the different influences of the band, and he was mentioning how everyone in the band. Uh, has some real different musical influences. How how different are we talking? And uh, is there is there like a middle ground, like uh, groups and artists that you guys all really like? Hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, it's great to be eclectic because mm-hmm. then you can get, you know take the best of each and um, kind of combine them into your own unique sound. And that's kind of what I think we've we've done uh, naturally. And organically yeah uh but as far as what we all listen to and we can all get down on um frank zappa nice. um, a band like Nebody is a little bit lesser known mm-hmm. um jamiroquai 
Nice. Uh, Fish and Grateful Dead. Like I had no idea who they were. And I was like, what the <laughs> This, this this noodle noodly stuff all these wet noodles going around but uh, <laughs> now we uh actually through their music um we learned how to communicate and it helped me figure out how to improvise as a classical piano player it's improv improvisation is not really uh something that's sought out nope. you know yeah. having your own voice in that kind of uh, setting so yeah man well i actually uh a band i was in one point in time i had really no idea about most grateful dead songs and we did a grateful dead tribute festival wait what and <laughs> we found out about it like two days before the festival and they were like uh oh, you gotta learn some grateful dead songs and i was like i what i don't have any what am I going to do? And so we, we put together like three songs, and we're like, it'll be good. Yes! That's all they need to hear. We can play some of our own stuff. And turns out, Dead fans, really big fans of Grateful Dead and nothing else. Because as soon as we started <laughs> to play something else, they were like, no, more Grateful Dead. And we're like, okay. Yeah, I mean, you look at, uh, I mean, you look at what their, uh, their music is a testament to itself. Um, you know, uh, the Dead & Co., to mm -hmm. J-Rad, to the other hundreds of Grateful Dead cover bands. Uh, the music and the culture resonates with a lot of people and actually helps us um, being a touring band and playing in this kind of neo-hippie market, if you will. Yeah. Uh, just helps the uh, the culture and people, you know, help them understand how to receive the music and how to, you know, approach it. So it's actually very, they, you know, kudos to them for trendsetting. Oh, yeah. Kind of setting the bar. You know, because those guys are still caking. Definitely, you know, they bring in definitely bring in a lot of dough and culture and help to feed everybody. So, yes! well, well, that. speaking of kicking, you guys are kicking around. You've got the Hi-Fi tonight in Indianapolis. You've got Headliners Music Hall in Louisville on Thursday. You've got Beachland Ballroom on Friday in Ohio, and you've got Buffalo Ironworks on Saturday. That is a lot of shows in a small amount of time man in a lot of different yeah. places it is well we we travel this tour has been uh it's been a, a longer tour that we do uh we try to keep it under eight weeks mm -hmm. but this is the sixth week and uh yeah we're happy to, to finish out and we, we want to finish out strong you know you've been building all this momentum we started in rochester and we literally have done the loop around the country man so uh it's nice to have that energy as we're headed home um, and give everyone out, you know, that that good final push, definitely um, of raw energy and raw emotion. So yeah, we're really looking forward to giving the people what they need. Exactly, exactly. whether they realize it or not. You know? <laughs> That's right. Well, you guys uh, usually, you I mean, basically since you started, you've been you do a ton of shows. Roughly what, 160 shows a year? Hmm. We were doing that. We were doing actually we were doing more than that for a while. Yeah. Um, but we uh, slowed down a little bit in the sense that we've been able to move up to bigger venues. Yeah. And uh, you know, once you start making that move to bigger clubs. Uh, you can't play the markets as frequently, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, so you got to make it matter more when we come come into town. Nice. So, uh, so now we're around a, about 100, 100 plus shows a year, um, and that includes festivals as well. But we're busy. We usually try to do two two major tours: one in the spring and one in the fall, and then we fill in the gaps of festivals and holidays. I like it. I like it. So, I mean, that that's a lot of time on the road. Uh, but you gotta, you gotta, you know, you get a little free time outside of the band stuff. Uh, what what do you uh, do when you're not doing band stuff? Hmm. 
uh, well, come off tour, I hibernate. I hibernate <laughs> for at least at least three or four days, if not a week. Yeah. Lock myself in my room with uh, some food and some Netflix and a show. Sweet. I like it. I like it. Well, I, I saw uh, actually over summer, you got to take a nice vacation. I saw that you uh, took a vacation uh, to London with your uh, with your dad. Say what? How'd that go? Yeah, it was great. I took the folks out. You know, got to give back. They've been supporting my music career, and my mom retired. So I was like, you know what? Where do you want to go? She said, I want to go to Paris and London. I was like, all right, Ma, let's go. Let's do it. Nice. So I did a family trip, and I was kind of like the, uh, the smartphone uh, tour guide for the old folks. <laughs> <laughs> now, was so, that your was that first time in London or not? That was my first time in London. Yeah, it was. Very nice. Was. How'd you like it? So, hmm. It's great. It's a cool city. You know, um, I you know, I... I'm definitely biased because I'm from New York. Yeah. But you don't really realize how awesome New York is until you go to other places. <laughs> London is beautiful, a completely different vibe. But, you know, when you leave home, you realize, wow, like, New York is pretty tremendous as well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I would definitely love to go over there and um, go back over there and bring the band back over there. Definitely. Um, they have a really cool music scene, uh, a lot of independent things going on over there. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, we love to tap into that for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, earlier this summer, speaking of places you go, I saw an Instagram post where you were on tour in the South, and you were getting a burger, and you seemed highly offended that this burger had mayonnaise on it. Do yeah, man, I, I don't really play mayonnaise. I don't know if it's a <laughs> cultural thing, but it just, to me, it's just ambiguous white sauce. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I'm just like, it has, what does it do? Well, you know, to gross you out more, so my dad's from the South, my dad eats mayonnaise and peanut butter sandwiches. Wait, what? I've, I've heard of that. Both both things I find slightly offensive. Well, you know. believe me, <laughs> them together, I, I can eat them by themselves. They're good for me by themselves, but together, it's amazing. It disgusts me. I don't know why he likes it, but he does. Listen, uh, I passed. I passed no judgment. This is, <laughs> I, I, this is a safe zone, safe space. You know, do you? But, you know, that's not for me. Do you remember what restaurant this was? Hmm. Uh, I, it, where were we? I don't. I'd have to dig back to the post. Okay. But it was one of the places where you forget that, like, oh yeah, you're in the south. You have to <laughs> make sure you ask for no mayonnaise. Yeah. Okay. Or, or or mustard on your burgers. Oh, come that's on. standard in a lot of places. That that does. South mustard of the Mason Dixon. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, since I I brought up food, uh, I want to I want give me the top three meals that you've had on tour since you've been touring. Where are the three places that you can think with the location that you're like, man, hmm. when I come back into this city, I've got to go there. Yes! Okay. Uh, last night in Boulder, we were at at Oak, which is it's right in the in, in like the, the main town square. Mm -hmm. Fantastic pork belly. They have like Ooh. a two-person ribeye for like $80. You know, mm -hmm. it's like you want a friend who, who <laughs> believes in meat. <laughs> and knows how to to do it right. That was a good spot. Um, Princess Fried Chicken is Princess Hot Fried Chicken. Oh, in Nashville. Nashville. Yeah. Right. That place is phenomenal. Every time yes! we go to Nashville, I make sure I get get uh, get me some of that chicken and the it dark is. meat. Where it's yeah. it's the kind of chicken that you, you get the brown bag and it's greasy. Oh yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Um, and then the other place I'm thinking of. 
Uh, oh, uh, hmm. Charleston Poorhouse. So like right next to the Poorhouse, they had this restaurant called The Lot. Mm-hmm. And it was a farm-to-table spot. It was the kind of place that they would get a cow, and they would <laughs> slaughter the cow, and they would <laughs> use the entire cow or uh, all the parts and have meals designed around like resourceful um, yeah exactly you know so fresh organic that's right all that kind of stuff we all love to eat man that's one thing that thinks uh keeps the, the brotherhood tight in the band so i like it man it does it definitely does uh now you guys have been on way cooler shows than ours uh it's sad but true listeners face facts um we're not that cool uh but you guys were actually on sirius xm on uh the jam on station where you guys played live. That was that was really cool. Um, but I did notice, I was watching the video on YouTube, and they like they stuck you in a cubicle at like the Sirius XM office, and all of a sudden what? I noticed that like people were walking b- behind you that were like at their jobs. What? And like <laughs> yeah. at one point you were looking over at Isaac, and then you turn your head, and there's just a lady cruising down the hallway. And, and just like looking at you guys like you were working on their IT system or something. Was that odd? Word. It was a little strange, you know? I mean, but that's part of being a musician. I can't tell you how many awkward uh, positions you've been put in. To and, But you have to perform. You have to play and keep focus. And it adds to the vibe and adds to the, you know, the atmosphere. Um, yeah. The people at, at Jam On, Ari Fink and Jonathan Shores, those guys have been more than awesome to us. And they call that little spot the fishbowl. Mm. So it's cool. You walk into the main doors, and it's literally like that's right in front of the reception area. So you see <laughs> all the people coming in. I saw Sway from oh, like, Sway in the morning. So, yeah, nice. yeah, for Sway for Sway in the morning. Like I want to come say what up. You know, it's just like <laughs> it's all good. You know, so it's really cool to be there. And yeah, be among those people. And you know, when you think about radio, a lot of people don't know how to visualize it. Yeah, don't really know what it actually is. That's true. Um, but we were happy to uh, to break bread with those guys, and uh, we'd love to do it again. I like it, man. Well, well. Speaking of shows, uh, you guys have done a lot of festivals. That's one of your your uh, bread makers there. Out of all the festivals, which one do you think was the coolest? Whether it was because of like crowd, other artists, chemistry between the band, which one uh, would it have to be the best festival you guys have played? I mean, we talk about hundreds of festivals here, but the one in most, the one recently that I thought resonated with me most was uh, North Coast in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And uh, that one was cool because uh, obviously we got to play it and you have a bunch of the homie bands of friends of ours who are playing it. But uh, Jameer Gar was one of the bands that headlined that festival. And I've been waiting to see him or see that band for years and years. Matter of fact, I flew to Munich to go see him and the band, and uh, the show got canceled. Oh. This, is, this is this is terrible. Yeah, <laughs> this is the worst <laughs> thing ever. But lo and behold, uh, we got added to that festival, and he was headlining. And um, yeah, we got to do um, got to do a late night with Corey Wong and some of the members of Jamiroquai, which was absolutely ridiculous. I'm sitting there with you know more than half of the band and just kind of in disbelief, like yeah. Like, Playing out a fantasy. (laughs) What am I doing here? Um, And seeing Antoine from Volpec as well. Uh, It was just a really cool vibe. um, And that whole weekend was awesome. Uh, The Fearless Flyers, which is another uh, Volpec uh, 
Side Project did their first show. The drummer Nate Smith yeah. was on that show, and it was just to see the band um, Jamiroquai like react to them and have, you know just see the the awesome musicianship and the brotherhood was really was really great. It was a really great experience. Nice. So that was definitely one of the best ones for me. Yeah, nice, nice. Well, I noticed a couple of festivals that you guys played. Uh, you actually uh, played with one of our favorite guests we've had on the show, uh, Andy Frasco. He's actually coming up on next week's show. Oh, he's a nutcase, man. He is, isn't he? <laughs> Did you get any time to hang out with Andy? Yeah, we kicked it from time to time. Um, I remember meeting Andy in Arkansas at a festival called uh, Harvest Festival. Mm-hmm. He played like a, a 2 a.m. slot, and it, it might as well have been... You know, twelve in the afternoon. Middle of so the day. Much energy. Yeah. Like, ready to go. And they were doing like they were doing like two hundred shows a year for like the longest time. So I'm really happy that he got a. You know, he's been getting some more notoriety because they're. He's really uh, what they do is amazing. Yeah, he does. He doesn't stop, man. He definitely doesn't stop. Now, Andy is a big time Lakers fan. Um, That's wor- right. Word on the street is you might be a Knicks fan. Hmm. Oh, all day. Oh. All day. That's, what, that's, that's who I rep. Win or lose, you die with your team. Well, <laughs> I was about to say, you guys have had some rough years recently. There's been some rough ones. But do you think Kevin Durant is coming your way? Do you think that's going to happen? Hmm. You know what? I think we'll see what happens if Porzingis gets better. Yeah. You know, I th- he is He is the borderline unicorn. He's the unicorn. You know? So, uh, and I'm sure, like, Kevin Kevin Durant would love to play with someone like him. You yeah. Know? But we'll see. We'll see. We, we have a young team, one of the youngest in the NBA, and uh, we're growing. And I really appreciate that Fizdale, Coach Fizdale, is pushing the young, the youngsters and getting them experience yes! so that when it's time to have KD, we're ready to go. Yeah. And we get, you know, and we get in that, that top eight in the East. We got got to get there. Got to get the Knicks back in the top eight, man. It's yeah. I grew up with like the Ewing and the Mason, the yeah. Oakley, like punch you in the chest kind of Knicks, you know. Exactly. The Pat Riley, we're angry like, Knicks. Yeah. The, the defense. John you know? Starks just getting angry, jumping on like, Michael Jordan, all kinds. <laughs> I know. I know those don't, Knicks. Don't I, go in the paint, you know. Yeah. Those kind of Knicks. I remember those Knicks. It would be nice to get, but I don't think. I don't think. The unicorn and KD would really bring those Knicks back, but they'd bring winning Knicks back. That's for sure. Yes. That's for yes. sure. All right. You're, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a different. It's a different game. Game now. It's a different. The, different time period. The Durantula or the Slim Reaper would not do that for the Knicks, but it would still be entertaining, no doubt. But let's talk about something else very entertaining: the new album, uh, Shapeshifter Two Outbreak. Uh, such a good album, man. Very good album. Thank you. Um, Shapeshifter uh, theme sort of forms around the idea of science fiction and the idea of AI taking over, right? Hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Now, on a recent interview, uh, Matt uh, said that he really enjoyed uh, Alien and Blade Runner. Those were some of his science fiction movies. Uh, are you in the same boat? Or when you guys were coming up with this concept, you're like, ah, sort of lost on the sci-fi idea, guys. Or do you have a lot of favorite sci-fi movies? I have a few. I'm not so I'm not like a sci-fi guy in terms of Star Trek, 
and Star Wars. It's not really like my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more drawn to uh, like Black Mirror, things like Ex Machina, mm-hmm. um, those more realistic, awkward um, situation, social situations. Um, you know, and it kind of kind of had a, a play to what we what we thought our music represented as far as being a shapeshifter. You know, yeah. something that's like eclectic but not esoteric you know not all over the place yeah you know there's still an idea still an identity that's something uh that's cohesive that brings the themes and the narratives together i like it i like Um, it um would you say there's uh differences in the style of music as far as uh, the sound of your previous albums to this album that you you guys consciously changed Hmm. yeah i think we did that uh and we're conscious about that um myself i got more keyboards (laughs) you know so when you get more keyboards they have different sound banks and um can you know, have, have different emotions um, and different ways of expressing, you know, uh, sounds. So those are really uh, integral into making the palettes, you mm-hmm. know, the soundscapes to, that everyone could build on. Yeah. Uh, and and incorporate that as part of the composition. Yeah. Uh, so that was actually really fun to do that. And you know, if you think about Blade Runner, if you think about um, even like 2001, those kind of movies, the music is so important yeah. into hitting getting the point to hit home mm-hmm. um and i think as an instrumental band that's something that we have really been looking into as far as how to you know reach out to uh you know, movie houses or just be more cinematic and get sync deals and uh, licensing for our music um and just yeah we play you know live shows and we're a band that we tour but there's so much more than just those two elements of who we are as people and as a collective well this album i've seen it in a bunch of a bunch of interview you guys have done that you recorded it in an abandoned house wait what uh in your home in 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 new york right yes that's right now how did you guys choose this abandoned house as a place to record because i mean that probably wouldn't be my first choice Hmm. well you know you try to save as much money as you can yeah um you know renting studio time can be pretty pricey um especially in new york city uh there's not as many studios as there used to be Mm -hmm. Um, normally we went to la uh the producer that we work with robert carranza has a studio out there Mm -hmm. that we would track drums at but we wanted to do something all in one spot uh sometimes when you track drums um in a different studio uh, you end up chasing uh, the sound. chasing a sound yeah. that you had back then and chasing a vibe that's right um instead of just living it and breathing it mm-hmm. um every day um so we fell into this house and uh it was going to be renovated but we asked a friend to to hold off <laughs> <laughs> and let us record nice and uh, they they were nice enough to do that and yeah the house had a vibe it was like there's paint falling off the ceiling like suspended mm-hmm. no one had lived it in like you said like 40 years i remember looking in the basement there's a newspaper article that was from 1951 that said <laughs> doctors like the coolest doctors smoke camel lights you know and it's like, <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> it was a kind of a time warp if you will yeah uh, but it was, it was cool to uh, sit up in the living room and the dining room and you know mike in the closet and all these different areas and you made it work and yeah. it was great yeah well it came out sounding amazing man 
Definitely. Yes. Definitely. Uh, AC, we are up against a break, but I, I want to thank you for taking the time to be on the show, man. Well, well, I appreciate you, and your show is cool. That's wrong with the show. <laughs> That's right. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Listeners, you can check out their music, Apple, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, or you can go straight to their website, www.taukband.com, talkband.com. And on social media, they are at talkband. Yes! Uh, that is Instagram and Twitter. Right now, we're going to hear... My favorite jam from their new album. This is Pioneer, right here on the Doc G Show.
And we are back here on the show once more. My goodness, AC from Talk. That was good times right there. Killing it, man. Good tunes. I'm Team AC. No mayo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I won't give him mayo. I won't offer him mayo how about, if I ever see him in person. How about mayonnaise and peanut butter, guys? Was that tickling your fancy? You're gross. <laughs> self. Um, Whoa. Self now. Whoa. Whoa. Wasn't me. It was my father that enjoys peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwiches. Don't even speak of it, though, dude. Okay. I won't That's fine. disgusting. Jeez, yeah. man. Grow up in my mouth because of you. Justin is violently opposed. Violently. Uh, but uh, listen to the podcast. Listen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Anyways, guys, uh, I want to thank Talk again for coming on the show. AC. Good stuff. I enjoy it. If you're in uh, Ohio, Louisville, uh, Indianapolis tonight, Buffalo on Saturday, make sure you go out and see them. They are a treat for the ears. Uh, guys, awesome. are you ready for the last As are we. birthday suit? Let's do it. Let's, Let's do, do three, it. For three. three for three. Yes, sir. Here we go. Born in New Mexico. November wow. 14th, 1973. Hmm. Our birthday suit wearer uh, loved the outdoors and playing baseball at a young age. Very big into those two activities. Uh, he ended up going to Baylor School of Business. While wow. at Baylor, he met his soon-to-be wife, Joanna. And in 2003, they started a shop. Chip Gaines. Oh, my gosh. Look at Dave coming out of oh, left field. I am the man. Yeah. Let's, Let's do it, dude. Chip Gaines from the show Fixer Upper. And obviously, love since it's from HGTV, Justin had no idea what I was talking about. Nope. No, but I do love me some Joanna Gaines. She is a looker. Ah, look at look at Justin. <laughs> okay. Why can I not say that or no? Of course you can say that. She is a you're allowed to a say that. Beautiful mom of five. Very good looking. I don't care, yep. dude. Don't rub that in my. <laughs> <laughs> Don't rub the five in my face. I'm just saying she's got some she's got some time and effort uh, she's got invested some mileage. in chip gains. There's five kids dang deep there. Terror. Five kids God, deep. Dang it. Uh, this sucks. <laughs> anyways, uh, of course, Chip Gaines and Joanna Gaines became the stars of HGTV show titled HGTV Fixer Uppers. Uh, apparently, guys, just recently. Just uh, this past Friday. They're coming back. Yes, they announced they've got their own channel. Wait, what? Apparently. What? Yeah, from yeah. The, yeah, they uh, they shopped around and went with Discovery's network, and uh, good for them. My goodness. They're killing it. My goodness. I mean, you know. I freaking love watching them. I, I, I will say a little bit peculiar. Neither of those guys have a Wikipedia page. Hmm. Ne what? Yeah. Really? Chip Gaines, no Wikipedia page. Joanna Gaines, no Wikipedia page. Fixer Upper, the you show. Just make it. Wikipedia page. Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Little, little peculiar. They can't get bigger than the show. They keep it close to the vest, guys. I noticed. They like to. The, yeah, they, they do. They, for sure. They keep their family somewhat protected, I guess you'd say. Uh, uh, as protected yeah. as they can be when you've got uh, a super popular TV show. Anywho. What? Um, 
Happy birthday to Chip Gaines. That'd be 45. Yeah, happy birthday. He's the man. He's super positive. I mean, I almost feel like it Always. would be chokingly positive at, at a point, you know? Like it would be like a, a dark yeah. chocolate. It'd be too much. I'd be like, dude, give me something negative here. One negative thing to say. <laughs> this is too much positivity. I can't take it. Exactly. Dark chocolate. But, but for <laughs> but for a 30-minute increment once a week? Yeah. Totally awesome. Yeah. Well, except when they go on those marathons, and you're like, Jesus, what is this, the 46th episode of Fixer Upper? And once again, we've lost Justin. Yes! We've lost him. Anywho, uh, yeah. happy birthday to Chip Gaines. Uh, guys, I've got great news that I unloaded in that interview. I think you heard Andy Frasco. Oh, we heard. Coming. On the Thanksgiving special. That's right. Let's go. Let's Let's go. Let's ride, boys. Very exciting. Let's do it. Let's do it. You know, this guy, he doesn't stop. He's got all kinds of things. There are so many things I want to talk to Andy about. He's got he's got all kinds of things to talk about. He's got all kinds of activities. He's got festivals out the wazoo. I don't know if you knew this, guys. He started his own festival this past year. Yeah. What? He had a festival out in Utah. Really? Yeah. It was called the Fro Fest. What? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, because he has an afro, so it's called the Fro Fest. It's pretty impressive. I get it. And, of course, we're going to have to talk to him about LeBron James, of course. Of course. Yep. LeBron James. LeBron He's probably James. hung out with them. I think I can safely say I know no bigger... Laker fan than Andy Frasco. Nope. Um, it's still Agreed. impressive me. I mean, that's clawed level knowledge when you can throw out all the retired jerseys of the Lakers. Every single one. Mm-hmm. Go back and listen to the show, listeners. December 2nd, last year. He nailed all of them. Every single one of them. It was very impressive. Very impressive. Anyways, guys, that is coming. That is coming next week. Can you believe it? The Thanksgiving Fest on us, on top Holy of us. Holy jeez. That's right. Thanksgiving Day special from the Doc G Show coming next week with Andy Frasco. He's got a new single that we're going to be playing. I can't wait. Very excited. Very excited, guys. But Woo. let's go. Until next week. Now, I've been your host, Dr. Gisof. With me, as always, Justin, Virgin Bat, Evangelista. We end this bit, man. Great show. Great show as always. Fantastic show. And none other than Dave Burles Berlin. All right, listeners, I'm out of here to start cooking that turkey for next week. That's right. It's a week-long turkey cook. That is one turducken. I feel like it's going to be well done. Low and slow, baby. Oh, Low and mm, slow. That's what they tell the ladies. I love it that way. What? I love it that way. Word. We have derailed right at the end. <laughs> right at the finish line. We <laughs> we fell over. We're so close. We fell Stumbled. over. It doesn't matter. We turned it into a beautiful dance. Listen to the podcast, people. Boom. Zip it up. Check out the website. <laughs> Until next time, zip it up and zip it out. Zippity-doo-dah. <laughs>